right. Welcome back to Buddy Buddy. I'm Andrew Guy. I'm here today with the best athlete that I've ever met. A guy that might love LeBron James more than his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy that's sure enough going to gritty across my living room as long as Pat Mahomes won his second Super Bowl. The man himself, Hampton Wedman. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to prepare a little intro for the man. He wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but Hampton, thank you for coming on my podcast. This is just my an intentional effort to reconnect with my community. I know we go to church together, and I see each other very. We see each other fairly regularly, but this is just my effort to say I care about you, and that I want people to know that community matters, and that having intentional conversations is something that's worthwhile. And something that needs to be done all the time. It's not just friendships aren't meant to be surface level. And this is my intentional effort to show that good conversations should happen. I appreciate that. I appreciate I appreciate you for inviting me. Um, this is very exciting. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When I first had the idea to start this, you were the second person that I told that I was going to do this. We'll go into like us like doing fasting and whatnot, but I. When I was in one of my fasts, like, this is an idea that came up. And I told my friend Jeremiah, who was actually my first guest that I had earlier today, and then right. I had you. And so I wanted you on this podcast because you are one of the most intentional people that I've ever met. You do whatever you can to let people know they're loved, and you'll go out of your comfort zone to make sure that people feel cared about. And so I've always admired that about you, and I've always seen that at church. And so and I appreciate your friendship. So that's why I wanted you to be here. But, but yeah, so Hampton, tell me a little bit about your life or these people a little bit about your life, even though I already know a little bit about you because I heard your story on Sunday. Yes, um, I'm from Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. Uh, I went to Spartan High for uh, three years and I transferred to Woodruff. Um, uh, I'm a part of Church at the Mill, uh, Church at the Mill Woodruff more specifically. Um, and my life has been uh, it's been fairly... It's fairly different from uh, most people's lives, I would say. Um, I grew up in a two-parent household. I have five different other siblings. Um, only uh, two lived in the same household with me, and the other three did not. Um, so I know we're probably going to get into this. So uh, I, was, I was saved at the age of 11, and um, I didn't start building a relationship with the siblings outside of my household until... Roughly until I hit high school when I kind of could understand what they were going through and the differences between the, their life and mine. Uh, so I made an effort to connect with them and um, just the people around me that I've met in uh, Woodruff uh, at Church at the Mill and the mentors that, I, that are still with me from Spartan High and my parents have helped instill, um, instill uh, principles inside of me, uh, biblical principles that I stand on and uh, that I try to share with other people with the siblings that didn't have that foundation with me yeah i love that i also got you that i was very grateful to hear your story on sunday as you spoke to the students at church just about your life story and your testimony and part of your testimony is actually in the room she's kind of like hearing in from the other room we actually have an audience for this podcast your wife's here yeah and you met your wife in high school yes i your, did your senior year when you transferred to woodruff and so yeah you're you're fairly young though and you're already married <laughs> yes so. I'm, I'm 20 and i'm married uh i got married in october october 15th of last year so we're coming up on our one year very soon um and it's been a blessing god has blessed us um yeah. through this and i thank god um 
she is my better half. So <laughs> I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed to have her. Yeah, that's awesome. And y'all are in the process of building a house, your first home. Yes, yep. we are in the process of building a house in Woodruff. Um, we, I'm going to become a true Woodruffian. Uh, that's right. <laughs> be a part of that family. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fully a part of the community at that point. Yes, so um, yep. that house should be getting... Um, be getting finished built um, roughly around the first week of October, um, and the latest is probably uh, the first week of November. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember we sat down at Monami and we just talked about homes and like being a homeowner, and you picked my brain about it all. And so I'm glad that y'all are finally getting to that step because that's like a super exciting time. And there's not like a, a greater feeling really than like saying. I have my own place like this is mine and something like where you can truly call yourself a home where you can build a family in. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I have a family one day. I'm still single or I'm dating somebody, but very early on, but yeah, that's awesome. And so you also, your truck driver, Pepsi, right? What so, made you want to do truck driving? Um, so a balance between football, um, and school, I was really considering college. Um, and I just didn't think it was for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I saw, my dad drove trucks, and um, I just saw I, I rode with them. I saw how fun it was, and delivering was fun. The freedom, uh, not having somebody over your back, and I was just like, "Hey, I think truck driving is a good thing to do." So I went to CDL school at uh, SEC, um, and it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and I got a job at Pepsi, and I've been driving for my two years. Just came up in uh, June. Yeah, so that's awesome. awesome. It's probably no probably no connection because you probably don't know him. But one of the people that I grew up with, he was one of the adult leaders in my youth group. He might be retired by now, but he worked for Pepsi. His name's Eddie Gregory. I don't know if he ever drove. I have no clue what he did. I just know he worked for Pepsi. <laughs> but, yeah. So one of my, like, go-to questions that I ask friends is off-topic, really. But since you're a truck driver, I have to ask. When you had a stop, when you had a truck or a truck stop, like, say you got to get gas, what's your go-to like drink and snack combo at a gas station at a gas station uh, depends depends on if it's like a uh, morning time because I, I if it's in the morning usually what i would do is i'll get a chocolate milk okay uh, fair chocolate milk and most likely a debit cake so a debit cake yeah like just a plain uh, oatmeal pie oatmeal cream pie so that's typically what i would get if it's later in the day um um I probably get a, a pure uh pure life sweet tea and um and probably just a bag of chips like Ruffles uh, yeah the sour cream I feel that it's like and I only ask that because you're a truck driver but I ask all my friends that on like road trips mm -hmm. anytime we're on a road trip and I was like what's your go to because I feel like people have staples and they don't veer very much like I'm I'm pretty strange when it comes to that oh my drink's pretty simple I just drink Arnold Palmer the Arizona half and half half tea half lemonade yeah. That's like my go-to drink. I don't ever really veer from that, but I'm weird that I'm a big fan of off-brand sour cream and onion chips. <laughs> I ate so many Lay's growing up that I'm like kind of sick of them. Like it makes me sick to my stomach. Like at my grandma's house growing up, they had like pretty much like a full-on pantry and like in the hallway and we had free reign to the snacks. So like they never stopped us, even if we were about to eat dinner. And they had always had sour cream onion lays in there, and I got so tired of them. But sour cream onion is my favorite chip flavor, so I always get off-brand. Any other brand that's not lays, I think they taste better. But Dang. it's partially because I think I've ate so many lays in my life. But, yeah, I'm a little strange when it comes to that. I just wanted to know. Very, yeah. And so I know you through Church of the Mill. We both go to the Woodruff campus, and it's pretty fair to say, I don't want to assume, we're both there partially because of Adam, the pastor. 
Yeah. What does Adam Siski mean to you? He might see this. He might not. <laughs> Adam, Adam means uh, the world to me. I, uh, I'm so thankful for um, Adam. Uh, his love for Jesus, just how on fire he is for um, Christ, lit a fire in me. When I moved down to Woodruff, he was a chaplain for the Woodruff football team. Yeah. And uh, that's when I first met Adam. And Adam was just his... I had a chaplain back at Spartan High, and he was a great chaplain, um, but I didn't really connect with him as uh, as well as I did with Adam. When I met Adam, it just it was a click. Mm-hmm. Like It was just like, okay, this guy, I can rock with him. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can roll with him. Yep. And uh, he invited me to church, and um, this is back uh, when Woodruff at the Mill wasn't a thing, yeah. so it was still the central campus. So I heard uh, DJ speak, and um, it just helped me fall in love with um, – with how seriously to take the word and uh then adam spoke i remember hearing him preach and i was just like yeah this is this is it right here yeah i just thank adam just for inviting me and lighting that fire Mm -hmm. and uh just being a great friend yeah he's been a great friend and mentor i know he like he's super big on accountability and he's definitely checked you on some things to hold you accountable so you don't have to go into details of things he's held you accountable to, but why do you feel like accountability is so important and when it comes to like community and friendships? Um, for one, it, it really tests a friendship. Uh, yeah. it takes it takes guts to, to tell somebody um when they're doing wrong because you just you don't know how they're gonna react, mm-hmm. right? Definitely when it's your first time in your friendship, when you um tell somebody when you call them out on uh, something they're doing wrong, you don't know if it's gonna affect the friendship, if they're still gonna see you the same. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot of friendships are surface level. It's, uh, as long as you don't call me out on what I'm doing wrong and I'm not calling you on what you're doing wrong, we'll be great friends, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you can't you can't build a deep relationship that way. Mm-hmm. And um, so accountability is huge uh, and definitely in a Christian's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely need accountability because we all fall away. And yep. if you don't have someone um, mm-hmm. to pull you back and call you out when you're, when you're falling away, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to see you know, because we, we as humans and sinful creatures, we tend to make excuses for when we start falling away. Exactly. That's perfect explanation of that. Because when I think about accountability, I have a couple people in my life, but accountability really only benefits both sides if you're also vulnerable and will come to that person when you fall. Like, it's not just saying like, Hampton, I know you messed up. I'm going to tell you that you messed up. It's more, even when I don't know what's going on, you're still going to come to me and say, hey, bro, I fell I fell to this sin. I struggle with this. Like, I just wanted to let you know because I know we're supposed to be holding each other accountable. And I can't just do that when you know about it. Like, it has to go both ways. I have to tell you when I struggle and you got to be able to call me out when you see something that's wrong. And I feel that's where true accountability comes from because, like, it's so easy to struggle with things in our own lives that we might not tell anybody about. But they, they might only see, like, the one sin that's very public. Like, I might have very evident pride. And so it's very easy for them to check me on that publicly because they can see it. They can see it how I how I act with people. But they might not see with the behind closed doors that I'm struggling with depression or, or like, I'm struggling with, like, pornography or whatever. And so it, accountability really only is beneficial if you're willing to be vulnerable back and say, I will tell you, hey, I know it's not right, but I did this. Like, right. I need your encouragement. I need like your, I need you to know that I'm struggling with this so you can like keep, keep up with me so that I'm doing good. And right there, I have no clue. 
but yeah so i was just wanted to mention adam because i know he's like huge in your life and in mine because i'm at the woodruff campus a lot because of adam Mm -hmm. he challenged me when i was still at central he's like i know you live like half and half like you're at my address is technically woodruff but i live like pretty much in the middle between the two and he's like like would you want to be part of something new like be a part of a church plant and see what that feels like of building a community almost from the ground up not fully from the ground up because we had a launch team but he's like i want you to do it he's like, i want you to come be a part and help with the student ministry i've never really been a student ministry like volunteer before that i pretty much only served with the kids because i always like love like helping with the children and but adam challenged me with that and it's definitely taught me a ton about like discipleship helped me to make relationships with the younger generation the high schoolers so they can have a shot, like a, a good mentor and a, somebody to look towards. Because I know, at least for me, I don't know about for you, like it's hard for me to go to like, say like DJ or somebody like a, a crazy, crazy, like head pastor, like super, super spiritual, right. like super close to the Lord. It's hard for me to like go and like be intentional with them or like have a strong conversation with them. So I got to have like that middle ground of like somebody that's not like the head head, but like somebody that's more mature than me. Why do you and, think that? Why do you think that is? Uh, I guess just the comfortability sake. Like I just now that maybe it's a little feeling of a less than. I mean, we're all working in our relationship with Christ, but I feel like I struggle with like even with Adam. Like sometimes I struggle with wanting to go talk to him, but I'll go talk to like Andrew Smith, who used to live across the street from me. He's a pastor at the Central Campus. He's like missions assistant or associate missions pastor, and I'll go to him. That's because I've built a relationship with him. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. But accountability is huge, but. Outside of accountability, like friendships are meant to be long term, or if not, they're very surface level and they just kind of fade away. Right. We've all had friends in our lives that uh, come and go with the wind, pretty much. Whether it's a sport we play with them for a season, or they're in this club with me for a year, and then after that, like I never really talk to them anymore. Why do you like? I want to know, like, what do you think the keys are to like a long lasting friendship? Um. Yeah, I kind of got that experience. When I transferred uh, from Spartan High, I remember my last day at Spartan High, uh, and I had so many friends at Spartan High, and um, I didn't know how that was going to affect my relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, my mentor there, uh, Coach Brown, uh, he's actually the baseball coach at Woodruff now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was letting him know, hey, I think I'm about to leave, and I think I'm going to leave and go to Woodruff and play football there. And uh, I got so emotional in that moment because – it was just a jump into the unknown. I didn't know how it was going to affect uh, my relationship with the friends that I had at Spartan High. So I remember crying because I just did not know how to handle uh, that feeling of just just fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't, didn't know if I was going to make friends in Woodruff. And uh, making friends in Woodruff changed my whole perspective of a friendship. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't Love that. I, I, I don't have as uh, any friends from Spartan High um, for my grade. I do still have uh, two friends from Spartan High that I still communicate with. Um, and the difference is, is that we being vulnerable, the people that I still talk to today from Woodruff, I'm vulnerable to them. Mm. Uh, I still open up and tell them like we're always telling each other about our problems, even if we don't even know the answer to the problem. Just the comfortability of being able to say, hey, dude, I'm struggling with this or my mom's going through this and just being, mm-hmm. you know, being able to share things that we're going through. Yep. And sometimes it's not even just a, Hey, th- here's the solution. It's just like, man, I'm sorry. Yep. I don't know what to say to that, but I'm praying for you. Yeah. It's like the whole thing of like bearing each other's burdens. Yes. It's like, that's like what community is supposed to be about. 
is being there. Even we don't have the answer. It's like, I'm still here for you. Right. Even if it's just your presence, like I'm coming here and I'm going to be in your presence and hang out with you or just hearing your voice. It's like, I know there's nothing really you can tell me to fix the problem, but it's just the fact that like, I know that you're there for me. And so that's super cool to hear that you have that in friends that you still have from Woodruff. But another thing that you have like a heavy heart on, we can talk about this if you want, like you're, you have a really strong desire for your family to know Jesus. Yes, I felt so much conviction um, that like I, I I was learning so much about the Lord, and then um, I wasn't sharing it with my uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I moved to Woodruff, that's the first time I got close with uh, my brother. Uh, his name is Sid. He's my my oldest brother. He's the one that coaches at yes, Woodruff. He's the one okay. who coaches at Woodruff. Uh, he doesn't coach anymore, but he was coaching at the time where I uh, when I went over there. Okay. And our relationship got stronger uh, mm-hmm. automatically just by becoming by being around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent nights at his house after football games. Um, I was around my nephew a lot more, so my relationship with just him and his family automatically got stronger. Mm-hmm. But we had some deep conversations, not just about you know Christianity, but also about my dad and hearing how life was because I, I never got a perspective of how it is growing up without your uh, biological father in the in the home, and hearing that made it made it completely different to me it 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 made me mourn uh over like the fact that they never like got that foundation Mm -hmm. so i felt convicted about that and i wanted to try to lay that foundation for them and i just prayed that god light a fire inside of me Mm -hmm. uh to continuously pray and not to get tired of trying to share the gospel with them and he did yeah he definitely did that that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, always, like, my dad, my dad's a youth pastor, or he was. He's not a youth pastor anymore. And so, like, all growing up, he would always be like, man, he's like, if you don't have a burden for the lost souls, like, like, I mean, you need to check yourself pretty much. He's like, that's the whole goal of being a follower of Christ is seeing the ones that you know and love come to know Jesus. Like, that's like the old, that's like, there's not a bigger praise than that. Right. And, and so... I remember being challenged by that growing up. He'd always just be like checking me, like if I would say something that's pretty judgmental and or whatever. He'd be like, "No, you need to show love to that person because you have no clue like where their heart lies in eternity, where their soul lies for eternity." And he always used to like challenge us in that. And so, yeah, another thing I wanted to ask you about because I just got off my. I want to know why you were willing to start doing twenty-four hour fasts with me. Or like at least implement that into your life. Why did you want to do that personally? Because it was going to strengthen our relationship. I knew it was going to strengthen our relationship. So um, I knew we 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 uh, watched Super Bowls together. But um, that the, what brings people closest together is suffering together. Yeah, it definitely brings sure. people together. Um, so when you talked about fasting, I was just like, hey. I knew you was committed to that. Yeah. And I was like, this would definitely strengthen my relationship with God. So I was like, let's do it. I'll yeah. do it. Um, so what's, I, what's been your thoughts so far? This You've done three now, right? Yes, I've done three. I, three I've or done, two? I've done three. I know you failed one, but I know, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, like one. your first one. But. Yes. So um, my thought process on it, it's gotten so much easier. Um, yep. So the first time, uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's trying to stop eating out of habit. Uh-huh. It's just if you don't think about it and water is your friend, uh-huh. I tell you so. Uh, <laughs> I learned that it's best for me to uh, fast um, from starting 
after I eat in the morning and mm-hmm. going through the rest of my day. Because when I wake up, I'm typically not hungry. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to make it to that hour. Yeah. So I kind of like, I kind of got, found my uh, time zone and comfortability. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that really worked out for me. Yep. Do you feel like it has helped you in any way? Like obviously it's building our relationship is something we can bond over something like we, like you said, we can suffer together. Do you feel like it's like not necessarily health benefits? Do you feel like it tests you spiritually? Like, do you feel like it makes you like say like, or does it make you more productive in a way? Like on those days, do you feel like you put your energy and your thoughts towards other things since food can't happen? Yes. It definitely makes me, it, it actually motivates me a lot more because like I, I'd be like, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm going into it. And I know when I start to get hungry, I'm just like, all right, get mm-hmm. started. Let's lock in, drink, start drinking water. And uh, so it, it 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 actually gets me pumped up throughout yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me it makes me stop. Um it, it honestly makes me think about the little things that I do in life uh out of habit. Mm-hmm. And just not just with food, just out of social media. Uh I just thought about like you know what? If I eat food out of habit, I I know humans are habit habit creatures. So yeah. I'm just like I just wonder if I'm just scrolling mindlessly on TikTok mm-hmm. or Instagram. So yeah. it made me very aware of mm-hmm. just other things I do out of habit. Yep, habits are so easy to form. Like I just got an Apple Watch like not too long ago, and the other day I forgot to put it on. I left it on the charger, and I literally was kept going like this all day looking to check what time it was and i couldn't stop the habit i had already formed the habit and i couldn't break it i was staring at a blank wrist for a whole day probably looked at it like 20 times i couldn't stop but that's just it it brings up your point of saying like habits are we are habit creatures like everything that we do is pretty much out of habit whether we like it or not it's like i gotta get up at this certain time every day whether i like it or not because i gotta be at a job at a certain time mm-hmm. it means i get off at a certain time i'm pretty much doing the same things every day come home i pretty much that's why i wanted to do this podcast because unless you make an intentional effort you're going to talk to the same people every day right whether that's your wife your family your like mom and dad if you live with them still or if you have a roommate like i have a roommate like if you don't make intentional effort, you're going to be in a habit and a ritual where you literally don't talk to anybody new or build relationships that matter. Right. Um, there was a quote uh, actually for our track team. It was, um, we form habits and then habits form us. And it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was just telling us, um, hey, form good habits. Don't form bad habits because mm-hmm. if you form bad habits, bad habits, um, that habit's gonna come out on you. Like it's just it's gonna represent you now. That's who you become. So mm-hmm. make form good habits. Yep, so. that's what it's all about. Well, Hamp, I appreciate you coming and talking to me for a little bit. Uh, one of the last things I want to ask you is like, bro, is there anything in your life currently that you need prayer for? Uh, yes, please pray over my siblings. Yes, um, uh, I'm still trying to reach out to them. It's yeah. been a, a progress. Uh, pray over that. Uh, pray over my relationship with my wife and my church family. Yeah, um, for sure. That's just always constant prayer uh, and a need for me. And uh, just a prayer that that God would just uh, use me, uh, continue to use me the way that he wants me to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't let my feelings and desires get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I'll definitely be in prayer for you. I just wanted to ask that so I could be praying for you. But yeah, well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for talking for a little bit. For sure. And I pray that like this is like a stepping stone in building our friendship. I appreciate you. I thank you, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate <laughs> you.